so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of rip-off artists, the big banks, coming up later, I want to tell you about how the industry is morphing and where you can go to avoid the big bank rip-offs. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money each and every day. Speaking of the best price, there's something that a lot of people say there couldn't be a best price. Going snow skiing. Snow skiing is a very, very expensive hobby. And I love it. I mean, I adore snow skiing. And you might imagine as cheap guy, how could I possibly be in to snow skiing? But it's all about knowing how to do it. And there are so many bargains available on getting to the slopes if you have to fly somewhere to where you stay to what you do. And I want to talk about a couple of aspects of getting a bargain at the two biggest ski areas in the country, Colorado and Utah. Colorado, because of extreme airfare competition in Denver, has become ultra inexpensive to fly to and from, except at a peak holiday weekend or something. So the airfare alone is going to be so much better. Plus, in Colorado, something that has been a trend around the country is the massive expansion of limited service hotels near interstates. So I'm not going to have you staying at the fanciest lodge in Aspen or Vail or something like that. But in Colorado, if you stay along a freeway at a boring exit where you can be in close proximity to a ski mountain, you're going to save a lot of money on your stay. If you fly to Salt Lake City, where there are nine mountains within a short drive of the Salt Lake Airport, you're going to pay more for airfare because the Salt Lake market is dominated by Delta and has a lot higher fares to and from it than you're going to find to and from Denver. But even though the airfare is higher, Salt Lake, once you get there, offers you very affordable options with large numbers of hotels in the Salt Lake Valley itself with very short drives to ski mountains. You have the ability to ski at different mountains each day if you go there. Lift tickets, of course, you go to Aspen or Vail or Deer Valley, you're going to pay an amount per day for a lift ticket close to 200 bucks a day, I mean, which is just bonkers. But there are many other mountains that have very affordable lift ticket prices. And there's also the uh, ticket selling site I've talked about in the past years, Liftopia, L-I-F-T. OPIA.com, Liftopia.com has a bunch of uh, from decent to great bargains on lift tickets if you avoid those mountains that are for the ultra rich. And so you can make your trip much more affordable. And so skiing doesn't have to be a zillion bucks. Also, when you land in Denver or you land in Salt Lake City, Locals rent equipment in the Denver 
metro area and in the Salt Lake uh, Valley region at much lower prices than equipment rentals are done at the mountains. So if you're a shredder, you know, a, a ski boarder, or you're a snow skier, you can usually find much cheaper rentals once you land before you head towards the mountains in either Denver or Salt Lake. So a lot of other strategies. We have a uh, article for you on Clark.com recently updated on how to save money specifically on a Colorado ski vacation if that's what your plans are. And although my niece, who is a downhill ski racer, is very upset with me that I haven't come to see her and ski with her and my great nieces, who are one of the two, is also a ski racer, a competitive racer. They haven't come to ski with them in Colorado. It's just because I love skiing in Utah. Pashawn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Pashawn. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really well, uh, Clark. How about you? Great, thank you. How can I serve you today? Uh, so today, I actually, before I, with my question, I just want to thank you and your team for your service. And my husband and I are long-time listeners, so we're really grateful for all the advice that your te- you and your team have given so far. Well, thank you so much for that. So we actually um, became debt-free recently. And so, and after that, we're actually looking at our budget very seriously, and we're looking for tools to manage our budget. Uh, one of the tools we actually found recently is Mint.com, and so that was also we have a Google Chrome at home, and we're, which with which we're using to manage our bank account, financial account, and also retirement account. So my question is, should we use our Google Chrome to log in the Mint.com, or should we use a regular? I would think that using your Chromebook for Mint.com would be fine and probably is. I've never really discussed that because most people do the Mint app on their phone. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing Mint.com, doing it on the Chromebook sounds like a smart idea. And the Mm -hmm. sensitivity of the information available on and through Mint is such that doing it on a regular computer is probably not the greatest idea and so Mm -hmm. doing it on the chromebook would be a good idea and having the chromebook to do financial on is so wonderful and i was looking a lot of people have been buying these ultra cheap chromebooks on groupon and groupon has a really simple one today believe it or not for 69 dollars it's not much of a Chromebook, but it's $69 and be fine to use for paying bills and that kind of thing. They have another one here for $99. They are so, so inexpensive as an insurance policy, basically, to segregate out your wallet from the other things you do in your life and never, ever on a financial Chromebook ever surf, read email, anything like that. Rose is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Rose. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Rose. You are somebody who loves deals like I do. (laughs) I do. My husband and I just really, really love to travel. We saw today a sale to Maui for 424 round trip. Would you grab that or would you wait? So 424 round trip to Maui. Do you live in the eastern part of the country or the west coast? On the eastern part. Grab it. If you're getting a fare of 400 and something, 
from the eastern part of the country to Hawaii, I'd grab it. All right. My next question was this. You had said a few months back you could get where you could fly to Providence or Rhode Island for $20 and then go from there to Shannon Ireland for 173 My husband heard it. We grabbed it. and We actually flew up to Providence and spent a day there and then went up to Boston and went to the John F. Kennedy Museum and then flew over to Shannon. And I've seen your, you know, your travel booking and planning guide, but I feel like, for instance, if I just want to go to Ireland, but I do the kayak and the Google Maps, it always shows like from the southeast. But I would be willing to fly even like to Chicago for thirty nine dollars and then to anywhere in Ireland for a deal. Is there any way to do that just to say if ever something like that pops up? Well, you can set up alerts like for Ireland. You want to set up alerts uh, principally from New York and Boston. Okay. Because the enormous Irish population travel back and forth from those two. My, it's interesting you mention Ireland because my brother, who lives nowhere, he and his wife are retired. They just travel the world. They did an ultra-cheap fare from uh, Newark to Dublin because there was this phenomenal deal, and they were actually going on a cruise out of Amsterdam, but that was the cheapest way for them to get across the Atlantic to Europe. Wow. And then they took Ryanair once they got there. So if you're looking for the cheapest deals and you're going internationally, keep looking on Kayak Explore for fares available all around the world from Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and Boston. Andrew is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Andrew. You are a dad all of a sudden, huh? All of a sudden, yep. When was your baby born, and what's his or her name? June 19th, he was born, and he's Andrew, uh, not a junior, but a different middle name. So Andrew blew it, you know, because he could have had the best birthday of the year, June 20th. Because that's your birthday? That's my birthday, yes. <laughs> but June 19th is awesome because it's one of the longest days of the year. Andrew will always have lots of sunshine on his birthday. You can't ask for better. Absolutely. Well, how are you doing getting sleep? Are you getting any? He's actually doing pretty good. He actually sleeps mostly through the night. And he's only three weeks old. We do have to wake him up to feed him sometimes, but that's on us. Um, he's doing, and he's gaining weight. He's he's healthy. Wow! I never got that lucky. Three <laughs> kids, none of them really liked to sleep through the night when they were young. Ah, well. Well, how can I help you and Andrew? Well, um, I did some research a little bit on your website, so I have a kind of a plan of what I need to get started for him, financially speaking, and. I just wanted to make sure I had everything covered because I want to get him started out on the right foot. If this covers everything, you know, let me know. But um, I, I started a 529 plan for him. I did a will for my wife and I, uh, all from your website. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do credit freezes for him. You are a very, very ambitious fellow. And yeah. you can give that one a little time. I mean, okay. doing the wills, is great that you got that done. What about life insurance? I have life insurance in the process of getting it for myself and my wife. Okay, and I would recommend level term insurance 
And how old are you and your wife, Andrew? I just turned 34, and she is 26. Okay, so you're both great candidates for 30-year level term insurance. Okay. It, it'll, you'll be able to basically fix the premium for the next 30 years, and you'll be able to have peace of mind for each other and for Andrew. And Perfect. when you buy 30-year level term, I want to, it's going to maybe cost you a little more premium, but I want you to only buy from a company rated A double plus by AM Best. Okay. On the 529 plan, did you do it direct with your state plan? I did. Great. Any other things you're trying to get done for Andrew, I should ask you before you go? Well, the savings or checking account separate from the 529, do you recommend that? No. I mean, Andrew's a newborn. No no need to do that kind of stuff now. And college is going to cost a lot of money 18 years, 19 years from now. So uh, I would say that your emphasis and effort should be on that. And you know, uh, you're a real planner, so I bet you're already doing this. The first priority you have is for you and your wife to be in a mode of saving for your own retirement. Yes, and we are currently contributing to our our Roth 401k and uh, traditional 401k for her. And then also a Roth IRA for me as well. Well, I had that sense. I had that feeling. And so good for you because finances are not going to be an issue in your family because of how good both of you are about saving. And I'd say the steps you've done are plenty enough and good for you. Jason joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jason. Hello, Clark. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. You are headed to Central Florida. Yes, sir. How can I I be of help? You going to see Mickey Mouse? Well, not really. It's a trip. I took your advice that you get the cheap ticket, and then you find a reason to go where you're going. And my wife and and our anniversary is coming up, and I saw the $35 ticket. And I grabbed a set of tickets, and now I'm going. I really don't want to see Mickey Mouse. I want to go somewhere that my wife and I will enjoy for our anniversary. So are you beach people? Because you've got beaches really close to the Orlando airport. No, we're not beach people. Not beach people. All right, what what do you think you'd enjoy doing on an anniversary trip? We are pretty much open to everything except the beach scene, but normally I work a lot and we really don't get a chance to go too many places. But so you want time to chill. Freed up. Right, right, right. Okay. So in Orlando and in the surrounding area, there's a massive supply of hotel rooms, perhaps past 100,000 now, uh-huh. with resorts of every type you can think of. And uh-huh. the other option there is to rent somebody's condominium there uh-huh. um, through a website called Airbnb. But I'll okay. tell you, my favorite thing to do is to go on Priceline okay. or Hotwire and pick five-star properties only, since this is an anniversary. Uh-huh. And on Priceline, go to their instant deals. And on Hotwire, it's just their hotel list. And scan it where you only select five-star properties. Okay. And you want properties that have a satisfaction rate of 80% or higher that are five-star. 
Okay. And they're all going to be resort kind of places. See what you can find. Outstanding. Sounds great. I'm excited already. All right. So if you want to know more about how I do the Priceline and Hotwire thing, go to Clark.com and look at my guide on how to save money on hotels. All right, Clark. I appreciate it. I thank your help for not only now, but uh, down the line. Well, you were so kind to say that, and happy anniversary. Thanks for joining us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. So I've been pretty brutal about Wells Fargo. I've told you about the continuing scandals with Wells Fargo, and it's been quieter lately, although they just got hit with more sanctions in the last week. Uh, and it it is really a company that has not had its act together. And I have used a, a very inflammatory phrase for Wells Fargo for years, um, a criminal enterprise impersonating a bank. And I do believe that Wells Fargo new leadership has come in that they will get rid of that illegal culture that's been so much a part of that bank for a long time. But even when they do, they'll still be a big traditional bank. And the four big banks have roughly 50% of market share in the United States. That's Bank of America, Chase, City, and Wells Fargo. And their whole business models are designed around seeing how much money they can take from you every month. That's what they do. They're very high-cost operations, and they've got to cover those high costs and then make profits for stockholders. And as a result of how federal government handled the banking scandals last decade, the smaller banks in the United States were hollowed out, and they're mostly gone. So that has completely changed the equilibrium of banking in the United States. But technology, as I've talked about, is really helping with all the online banks that have opened up and the deals they offer without having these branch networks and clean sheeting the start of a bank with modern computer technology and all that has allowed them to offer really good deals to people. And it has had a competitive impact. And it's why I say if you have money in a traditional bank in savings or in CDs, you're cheating yourself. But there's another sector I've talked about all through the years that's gone through a radical transformation as well. And it's because of those two things I just talked about. And it's credit unions. A lot of smaller credit unions have merged into bigger ones. And the credit union space now has a number of fairly large credit unions. They're still tiny compared to the standards of size of the four giant monster mega banks, but they are big enough that they're able to get their technology up to date. Because anybody in their teens, 20s, and 30s, when they're looking at a bank, they want to know they've got a great app, they've got great online banking that you can do right from your phone or if you choose a laptop, that they are modern in every sense. So that's led to this bulking up of credit unions 
led to these larger credit unions, but it still leaves you with great deals on checking and savings because the cultural difference between a credit union as it gets larger and a big bank or a regional bank is that the credit union is a co-op only there to serve its members. There are no stockholders. There is no incentive every day to figure out how to pick the pocket of your member because your member owns the place. So I know I talk a lot about the online banks, but the biggest credit unions in many cases are offering something even better, a mix of online branches and a focus only on serving a member. Bob is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bob. Hello, Clark. I, I feel like I want to call you Dr. Howard here, a doctor of wise money management. But uh, Well, I, all those you. years in evil medical school, you want to call me doctor? Go ahead. Do you know that line? <laughs> I, uh, I just appreciate you taking my call very much sure. here. Uh, the other day, I received something in my mailbox. It's not a stamped anything. It's just like a card that was placed in there, I would presume by a letter carrier. And it wants me to join an organization that is supposedly exclusive to uh, my neighborhood. And it purports to be, it says it's a free online network, and it gives me the name, should join us. On this website, we share service provider recommendations, items for sale free, lost pet notifications, safety concerns, and a bunch of other things. And I, they put down... Is this, is address, this, a, they put is this a Facebook community group, or is this next door? Uh, it's next door, sir. Ah, okay. My wife is a member of both in our neighborhood. Our, okay. Our uh, neighborhood Facebook group and the next door group for our neighborhood. Okay. And next, you said this was next door, right? Yes, sir. Next yeah, door. Next door is completely legit. However, the solicitation you've received, who knows if that is the real deal? So, what I recommend is if you want to see if there is an active group of people in your neighborhood on next door and one of the great benefits of next door is crime alerts okay where you're aware if there's been let's say a break-in like my wife will get an alert every time there's a break-in anywhere in our neighborhood and, uh-huh. it, and it goes out extended enough streets that it's really useful to see potential patterns and what the burglars, the perpetrators, seem to be looking for and what are the vulnerabilities that are consistent in houses. And so we get really good information from that. And also we have a neighborhood association, and they it tends to work really well together having both of those things. Okay. So it sounds like a legitimate organization. I have no problem joining it. I mean, I want to be active in my neighborhood by all means, but I just wasn't sure if this is just going to result in, you know, a dump every day in my email for different solicitations and stuff. Yeah, I'm not on Nextdoor or the Facebook group for our neighborhood, so I can't tell you if my wife is deluged with communications. I've never heard her say that. Okay. And just to make sure it's the real Nextdoor, you go to nextdoor.com. Next door, yeah, all have, crammed together. Okay, I've got everything up in front of me here. So, okay, well, I'll give it a try then. I got no problem. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't signing up for something that was a fly by night deal. And no I just fly by night, no scam, real deal. All right, thank you so much. Sure. Appreciate have a great it. day. Bye bye. Bye. Martha is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Martha. 
How are you today? Great. Thank you, Martha. How can I be of service to you? Well, I am researching, actually, I just installed a free antivirus program on my computer that was recommended on your website. And when I run the scans, it will say, I found an issue. But to resolve that issue, there's a charge. So how is that free? <laughs> that yes. is great. So are you using AVG or Avast? Avast. Okay. And are you using it on a Windows computer or on Windows, uh, Windows computer? All right. The, what you can do first, because what Avast and AVG do, is they both offer a free level of antivirus, and then they offer a much more in-depth one. Right. And so if your computer's gotten any really nasty stuff on it, in order to clear it, you might need more advanced stuff. But Microsoft offers... With Windows, are you running Windows 10? Yes. With Windows 10, you can run their security, and they may clear out for free what it is that Avast wants you to pay for to clear up whatever it has found. Well, then it's not free. Well, it's true to a point, because what they do is the free version is really for viruses and malware. Uh-huh. But there's other things that crooks are up to these days that it will help you potentially with. The greatest risk, I would say, that's not covered by the free version is uh-huh. if someone has put a ransomware virus on your computer. Right. But I think if you do the Microsoft protocol with their free security update, I think that that may eliminate the need for you to buy something to deal with whatever hassle or problem is there. Is that Microsoft Essentials? Um, I'm trying to remember. We have a link to it on our free and cheap page where you found the Avast. Okay, I'll look there. Okay. Are any of the softwares, antivirus softwares that you purchase any better than any other, like Norton over McAfee? Yeah, there's such disagreement among security professionals that Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that absolutely you should be using Norton or absolutely you should be using AVG or Avast Mm -hmm. or whatever, that there's there's pluses and minuses with all of them. And Mm -hmm. yes, and it is Microsoft Security Essentials. Okay. Well, thank you for your time today. All right, best to you, and I understand your frustration. That's always the issue with freemium software products where they're free to download is that they might not be always free to use depending on the individual situation. Rodney is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Rodney. Hey, Clark. It's an honor to speak with you. Well, great to have you here, and you've decided it's time to jump in the credit card pool. Yeah, um, all these years of not knowing too much about them or being afraid of having a credit card, I kind of figured it's time. I'm in the latter stages of buying a home and figured out that I could have gotten a better rate with a few points higher. So so uh, how have you established your credit score to this point? 
that they're basing you buying a home on? What kind of borrowing have you done in the past? Have you borrowed for a car loan or student loans or what kind of things have you done? Right. Yeah, I have uh, student loan accounts that I'm current on and uh, also an auto loan. So those are the things your credit score was based on. And uh, what kind of general range credit score did they find for you when you were applying for the mortgage? I'm in the lower 700s, so not terrible. No, that's great. Give yourself credit. That's that's more than... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah, you know, anything above 680 puts you into a territory where you have good credit, and then as you move higher in the 700s, you go from good to excellent to outstanding. So don't apply for any credit card till after you have moved into your home. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because an application (laughs) for a credit card while you're doing the mortgage process would devastate you on the mortgage. So gotcha. what do you think your charge volume will be a month if you were to take a wild guess? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty frugal slash cheap. Good. <laughs> I don't see myself using it for more than just gas and groceries. I kind of want some good reward points and you know, cashback programs or whatever. Are you a member of Sam's Club or Costco Wholesale? Uh, Sam's Club, yes. Get their Sam's Club MasterCard after you buy your home. Okay. Because it pays... Trying to remember, it's four or five percent cash back on gasoline, three percent on restaurants. Sam's, I'm trying to remember how all the deals are, but it's a good everyday use cash reward card, and there's no annual fee. Okay. Any any suggestions for any like um, if I were to go the airline route, get travel? Don't points, don't any? do the airline route. Don't do it. Okay. No, because the airline cards, unless you're charging massive volumes of dollars it's just not worth it having one of the airline cards you know it's very it's great to daydream about all the places you'd go on those miles but generally they're just a waste of your time now the only potential advantage are the sign-up bonuses that you could get several free trips out but for long-term use the airline cards are not a good value a good buy this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Great. Thanks, Mike. All right. I did notice that there's there's a lot of different FICO scoring models. For example, when I just applied for a card, I got my score back on that paper, and it varied within 40 points, and, uh, along with my wife's as well. 
And I was wondering, is there a way where you can check what your score would be on different FICO scoring models? All right, so FICO has, um, there's, there's many different models for FICO for uh, getting a mortgage, getting a car loan, mm-hmm. uh, applying for credit cards. So all you're looking for with a FICO score is you're looking for a game of horseshoes. You're just trying to get close to having a sense are you a top-tier credit risk, a very low credit risk? Where you are on the scale is what you use the score for. And it's a moving target, but a 40-point range is unusually large, which could be explained instead by differences in how, what information is on each credit bureau report rather than differences in which FICO scoring model is being used. Just a guess. And Terry joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Terry. Hi, Clark. So happy to talk with you. Well, great to have you here. You're going to Italy. Yes, it's been my dream. It's not my husband's, though, because he doesn't like to fly, but he's going anyway. (laughs) When he gets to Italy and he experiences how much fun it is, he will suddenly learn to love airplanes and will want to go everywhere. I hope so. My question is, is I don't really care to carry a lot of money with me. Would it make a lot of sense for me to get one of the no fee for international transactions uh, credit cards? A hundred percent. Absolutely no doubt. And one of the changes in Italy over the decades is I remember going to Italy back when they used their own money and... Nobody took credit cards, and now in the era of the euro, I never have to use any euro, really, because everybody takes credit cards. It seems like everywhere you go in Italy. Oh, great. Don't bother, with, a, don't bother with an American Express card that has no foreign currency transaction fees, because almost nobody takes American Express in Europe. But MasterCard okay. and Visa are very widely accepted. And there are so many issuers now that offer no foreign currency transaction fees. Wonderful. Okay. And I just want to let you know that I've been listening to you for a long time, and your advice has helped me to be debt-free my whole life. Never had a loan except for my mortgage. Congratulations to you, and that is great news. Is your credit score, do you have enough credit that you got a decent credit score? 830. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 830? Outstanding. I wish mine was that high. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.